Hi and welcome to Best Podcast. This is Tim, one of your Best Podcast hosts. Uh, before we get into our very first episode, I just want to thank everyone for listening and to warn you that this episode is not safe for work and there will be an explicit tag on it. Uh, other than that, enjoy the episode and here we go. Welcome to the first episode of Best Podcast. Awesome Podcast. Best Awesome Podcast? <laughs> yes. That's what we should have named it. <laughs> Best Awesome Podcast. <laughs> but no, just Best Podcast. Just Best Podcast. The podcast about... Uh, Fox? I No. Um, oh, jeez. We're not starting out good. <laughs> <laughs> You um, just edit that shit out. It's fine. <laughs> it's the podcast about uh, whatever we want. So nothing. It's a podcast about nothing. Nothing and everything. It's like Seinfeld, except funnier. Seinfeld sucks. That's why I said funnier. But even comparing it to Seinfeld in some retrospect is just awful. All right. Well, so You're just dooming it from the start. We're nothing like Seinfeld. Thank you. Because we're better. Yeah, because we're best. We're best podcast. Best podcast ever. Uh, best best podcast is because we couldn't think of a better name. Well, there's no name to describe what the hell we're doing, so... Yeah, we tried. For days. So... Well, you tried for days. I Yes, I did try for days. <laughs> and and you were like, oh, oh, whatever, I don't give a shit. Nate, call it whatever you want. <laughs> call it whatever you want. I don't give a shit. And I was like, but we need to brand. There has to be a brand. And brand like, whatever the hell you want. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> you're the one who has to deal with that crap, not me. So so, so do you want to introduce yourself? Ladies first? What do you want me to say? Uh, what do you want about yourself? I'm a person. Your name, at least. I have a job. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? That's Your name would be nice. Amanda. Amanda, okay. Hi, I'm Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm an alcoholic. No. <laughs> no. I'm a gameaholic. A gameaholic? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that, no, that's pretty true. Um, you're you're a Facebook gameaholic, is what you are. No, I'll face. No, not just Facebook gameaholic. I'm just a gameaholic. I find a game I like and I play it until I get tired of it, and then I find another game I like. I know. While generally ignoring me. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh-huh. usually how that happens. Yeah. Um, is that a problem? <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Tim, and I I live with a gameaholic. Hi, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> is this the part where we start forgiving people? No, we're not on that step. What's the second step? I don't know. The first step is admitting it. That's all I know. I've never right. gotten to that part, so... Well, whatever. <laughs> you know people who've been through that? Ask them. Yeah, but... They're not very chatty about that sort of thing. Some of them are. Yeah, well, we won't get into that. <laughs> Some of them we don't want to mention. <laughs> well, I don't want to mention any of them. Uh, there's also a, a third member of the podcast that you may hear from time to time. Uh, a dog. His name is Zeus. He is he is best podcast mascot. He's a god. He is. Right now he's sleeping, so maybe he'll be quiet. I doubt it. He'll hear something halfway through this. It's like right now. There he is! <laughs> Welcome, Zeus. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Zeus. 
Perfect timing. It was perfect timing, really. All right, that's it. You're done. That was that was your radio time. You're done. Zeus, thank God we can edit you. Ha ha. I can edit you. (laughs) Go back to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Click clack. Get out of here. So what what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Um. Let's talk about. uh, Let's start with House of Cards. Alrighty. Because we just finished watching it because we're like a year behind everyone else. Yeah, well, we didn't know it was interesting until, whatever, until I started looking through Netflix. Yeah, just randomly browsing through Netflix. I did, I randomly browsed through Netflix. I was like, ah, let me put this on my queue, let me watch an episode. And then I was like, hey, this is pretty good, you should watch it when you wake up finally, eventually, never. What are you talking about? That's what happened, I watched it while you were sleeping one morning. Oh, okay. And then I was like, hey, it's pretty good, we should watch it. So, yeah, and then we watched it. We just finished it uh, yesterday. Today. today. Yeah, today. We, we finished, finished it today. today. Um, it, I liked it. I did, too. A lot. Yeah. It has um, its moments. It certainly surprised me in its moments. As as of the recording of the podcast, the new season starts in about a month. Yeah, and the trailer came out, I think, just recently, right? Yeah. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. That's probably smart. Because Because it, you probably would have given away about a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a pretty crazy show. Uh, it's a show where really no one's the good guy. I, I mean, I haven't seen any good guys. Not a blatant good guy. There's people who are, like, they have their positive motives for things, but they don't have positive actions with them. Isn't there a thing for that? Uh, Neutral good or something like that? Uh, they're they, positive. They have, they have good intentions, but they don't do things well. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's neutral. That's neutral good. Okay, so like or chaotic good, depending on their actions. Well, because I'm just thinking of in terms of let's say, um, let's say what's his face is Lackey, Underwood's Lackey. Oh yeah, like, that he guy. does everything to help Underwood. He does everything. He has good intentions to be a good employee, but it ends up, you know, going awry with the actual actions he has to perform to do that. Yeah, because he's doing things that Underwood... He, everything is, is Underwood's master plan. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, like, the things he's, he's doing are evil, but he has a good intention to assist his employer. Yeah. He's just sort of guilty by association. Pretty much. He's not really... He doesn't really do anything himself, except for, like, a few of the really dark things. But, uh, yeah, he's just sort of guilty by association. Well, that, and he did the... He does a lot of cover-up sort of stuff. Yeah, it seems like he's the clean-up yeah, he's for Underwood's shit. <laughs> yeah, he's Underwood's, like, personal clean-up crew for anything that he fucks up. That's pretty accurate. Uh, he's, he's like, the guy behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, everything... Oh, you know who's good? Christina. Yeah. Christina's, I, I think, the only true good... Yeah, but look what it got her. She's by the end of the fucking first season, she's fucked up. The character, but I'm as far as I can think, she's the only one who's like true good. Yeah, and in case you're listening to this and you have not seen uh, House of Cards, uh, I'm gonna start spoiling stuff. So pause this right now and go watch the whole season. Go watch all 13 episodes <laughs> and then come back. Now we're back. Now we can start spoiling things. So uh, probably. One of the characters that could have been redeemed the most was was Peter Russo. He was he was a character on a fast track to redemption until he died. 
Well, no, not until he died. Well, until he was murdered. No, not until he was murdered either. He was on the fast track to redemption until that chick finally persuaded him to drink again. Yeah. And then he was on the fast track to hell. Uh, he was, at the beginning of the series, he got sort of blackmailed into doing things for Underwood. Well, he was arrested. Right. And they got him out of it, and therefore he owed them a favor. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily blackmail, because they weren't saying, if you don't do this, like, you're going to be arrested again, like, or no, we're going to let it out. That's not what they were saying. They, they did just, do... They did do a significant amount of, like, cover-up work for him. Yeah, and because of that, he felt the obligation to pay them back. But it's not like they were holding... They didn't actively say, do this or this happens. You know what I mean? Like, he just... It was just implied. Yeah, I know. Underwood just said, do this because I own you now. Yeah. And by the end... I liked the, what, the 10th episode... Russo was Russo was a huge alcoholic and drug addict throughout the series, throughout the first season. And then uh, Underwood got him to clean up his act. Not realized that Underwood didn't wield any real power around him. And he started backsassing Underwood, and Underwood didn't like it. So he got this prostitute, the chick that made him drink. Yeah, that was a prostitute. So he got her to get him to drink... I don't think that that master plan went through the whole season because I think that he expected Russo to not ever sass him. I so I think that that plan developed secondary because he started sassing him. I don't know. I think that 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 it was all planned from the beginning. I think that he expected Russo to sober himself up and run for governor, and then he would, no matter what, get him to you know fall off the wagon. And then he Russo was supposed to uh, concede the race. See, I don't think that that happened because if he if it had come to that, and Russo conceded the race, there, like then it would have just been like that the Republican would have won because it would have been so long in that it would have just been the two candidates left, the Democrat and the Republican, and that's not what Russo wanted. I mean, that's not what Underwood wanted because then he had. Russo and the the president and everybody agreeing with him because they would have realized how powerful Underwood was to turn Russo around. Uh-huh. And then... Yeah, but what, what would he have gotten? I think the ultimate goal was becoming vice president. I think at the beginning of the season, when he got screwed out of being secretary of state, and he was like, fuck this, I'm going to do what I want, his ultimate goal was being vice president. You think so? I think it was all a huge uh, <coughs> gambit to become vice president. The whole fucking thing. All right, maybe. I think he had every single inch of that planned, and the only reason uh, he was because Russo was backsassing him. But I think that he would have done it anyway, just not so soon. That's what I think. It's possible. But at least that's what it made it. That's what it made it seem like. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, it made it seem like Underwood had all of this planned from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, everything since everything worked out for him, it's hard to think that it, he didn't, but I feel like that was a secondary plan that he had. Yeah, it, it might have been. I feel like he had an A and a B, and that happened to be B. I think that he had multiple plans that all led to the same goal. Probably. Yeah, I think he, he had so many things. He was, like, crazy prepared for everything. Mm-hmm. That well, yeah, after he got screwed out of 
the first time, he wanted to make sure he was prepared for everything. Yeah, so he did absolutely everything he could to make everything go his way. But when it didn't, uh, he had a backup plan. Yeah, you're probably right. It was all a big, uh, what's the trope? It was all a big Xanatos gambit. Sure. He, he had everything planned out to go his way no matter what happened. What do you think is going to happen in the new season? I mean, without seeing the trailers. Um, well, I don't know. What did we leave it off as? He was announced as VP. No, he wasn't announced yet. He was told that they were, that he was asked to be VP. Yeah. Um, what was the thing that they left it off on, though? The reporters were figuring out his evil, evil plans. Right, no, but the one that came to credits, what was happening? Because I wanted to see what happened right there, and I forgot what it was. Uh, him and his wife were going on a run. Oh, that's right. And then his uh, his helper guy called him because he found out, the reporters found out everything. Yes! Yes. So, I think, honestly, what's going to happen in this season is that Zoe's going to get fucked. Oh, yeah? You yeah. think that... I think that he's going to go after Zoe. Yeah. I think Zoe's going to die. Oh, yeah, you think she's, he's going to kill it? I, I think he's going to kill her. I don't think he's like... I don't think it's going to happen early on in the season. I think it's going to lead up to that. But I think at some point in the season, Zoe's dying. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. He didn't look very happy about killing Russo. He didn't seem all that cool with it. It seemed like he... he seemed very calm and collected about it, actually. Well, it, it seemed like he was doing it as, as a last-ditch effort to fix everything. Like, that was his... Yeah, but... Plan Z. But it's like a gateway <laughs> thing. Once you do it once, you That's know? That's true. That's true. I mean, it's only going to get easier from there for him, and I honestly think that that's where it's going to end up going, because I don't think that... Like, even if Zoe wants to drop it in the season, or says that she's going to drop it, she's not going to be able to get the other reporter to back down, who I can't remember her name. Yeah, and then the, and the then, dude reporter, too. Yeah, and the dude reporter, too, especially with all the levels of things that they're uncovering... And I think amongst all of that, um, Underwood is going to need to silence one of them in order to make a statement to the other two. And I think that it's going to be Zoe. Yeah, that's going to be pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So, (laughs) what do you think of of Frank Underwood's relationship with his wife? It's fucked up, man. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, I don't really know what the hell their deal is. It seemed like the entire se- season they had like a mutual understanding to just do whatever they, they wanted. They do. It was stated a few times. Like, she knew when he was going to go to fuck Zoe, and he knew that she was in New York for that week fucking some other dude, and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> and she even talked about, like, they had an arrangement, like, they're not... They're not marrying just for love. They're marrying because... I don't think they're marrying at all for love, <laughs> honestly. They're marrying because they can make each other happy through some, you know, mutual understanding. Well, yeah, I think that what they're... Basically, what is it? Like, arrangement is that they can just mutually advance each other. Yeah. And they're just using each other to advance themselves. Well, then they, then it, there's times where they, like, genuinely seem to love each other... But see, I don't even think they know what love is. Like, these two are, like, psychopaths. Yeah, they're, they're sociopaths. Sociopaths, that's yeah. the word. Not psychopaths. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> they're sociopaths. I'll just wave my magic editing wand. Bam! Edit! <laughs> edit, monkey, you edit right now. Do it. Yeah, they do They do seem like uh, sociopaths. They seem like they really have no 
morals? Yeah. They don't... I think they do have morals, but they're just a different set of morals. They don't... I don't know. I don't think that they have morals. I think... Well, I think Frank started out with morals. And then, by the point where he killed Russo, that went out the window. Yeah. I think he started out with a set of moral values that were his own. He had his own honor code. Mm-hmm. Because he values loyalty, and he you can see, like, the people that help him, mm-hmm. they get the good treatment. Right. And the people that fuck him over, he tends to come back very hard at them. Right. So he has, he has his own set of morals and principles that are unique to him, uh, because he's fucking crazy otherwise. Right. Uh, and his wife also seems to be the same way. She has her but own set of morals and goals. I don't know, because her home... I don't think she has any personal goals, like, honestly. She has her her company, which but... Is, which is, like, a non-profit or something? She's, like, I a, can't fucking figure it out if it's non-profit or if it is for profit, but it's for clean water shit. Um, but, like, I can't decide what her motives are in the entire series so far. Yeah, she's because. She, at some point, wants to do everything to save her company and to advance her company. And then the next thing you know, she is just bending over backwards to help Frank. Yeah. And then and she's th- angry about it, but then she helps him still. Like, it's, I don't know, it's really confusing. And throughout the season, she has, like, she's weird moments where she's, like, trying to have a, trying to have, like, a an epiphany moment with other people and they just never seem to happen like yeah because i thought that like when she was driving peter's kids to school or whatever that all of a sudden she's gonna be like oh my god i miss out on all this and i want kids which they kind of flashed to in the series because she went to the fertility clinic and everything but like i thought it was going to be a stronger driving force for her yeah or like when she got that origami swan from the homeless guy. Yeah, nothing came of that except all of a sudden she learned how to make origami yeah, she swans. Was like, oh, thanks, homeless guy. Hey, maybe origami's a good idea. I'll learn that. Yeah, like I don't really understand. <laughs> and then whatever. she learned and then Frank's like, What are you doing? I'm learning origami. And then she's got a purse full of origami <laughs> things. Like I don't even know what's happening. Which had nothing to do with anything else except for those like two scenes where she's walking by a homeless dude and one of them just gives her a fucking origami swan. She's like, okay. Yeah. And there's there's that other scene earlier on in the season where she's running through a cemetery and an old lady yells at her not to run there. And nothing comes out of that either. Like, yeah. ever. I really thought that was going to mean something later on, but it doesn't. I don't think she ever, like, she doesn't even, the, the cemetery's never even in the show after that. Like, I don't really understand. Yeah, because the, well, the next time she runs by there, she just decides to skip it. Right. And then, but, and then she walks through it once, and she sees a couple, like, making out in a graveyard, and she gives this weird smile, and then walks off, and then nothing ever happens. Yeah, I don't know. It's really strange. Her character as a whole is pretty strange. She, she yeah, she's got a pretty weird character. Uh, my, my favorite character is, uh, it, it was Peter Russo till he died. I think we didn't he was, actually say that aloud, so... Guys, what? Peter Russo was killed by Underwood? We didn't yeah. actually say it, we just... Oh, we just alluded to yeah, it? Yeah, we just alluded to it. We didn't actually come out and say he it. He died. So he was murdered. He was murdered. But it was a staged suicide. Murder most foul. He died like a... He died shitty. Yeah. He died like the shittiest way possible. Shittiest way possible for his kids, that's for damn sure. 
Because, I mean, he just fucking... I knew it was going to happen when, when they went into the parking garage. Yeah, I know. Too. He called it. It was too perfect not to happen. Like, you could see when, when Frank was sitting there and and Russo was slowly passing out in his seat because he's so fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. That the wheels were turning in his head like, I could fucking kill this guy right now and no one would ever know. Yeah, I know. <coughs> I just kind of had more hope for it. But yeah, Russo was my favorite character. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Maybe Underwood will be my favorite character then. Well, that's the other thing. You know what might make this next season really interesting is if that shipyard guy really does take over Russo's seat, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with that. Oh, yeah, what they do with that dude? Yeah, because he could be, like, a blow-up for Underwood. Because he's not a politician. Exactly. He's literally just a union guy who's pissed. Yeah. And he's extra pissed because his friend just committed suicide from what he knows. And especially if that, like, comes out that it wasn't suicide. Yeah. Like, they probably won't ever be able to find out that it was Underwood who did it. At least not proof that Underwood did it. They'll be able to speculate. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever be able to prove that Underwood did it. He made it... Uh, he made it pretty clear that he, uh, wiped away all his fingerprints and everything. Well, not only that, but I mean, at this point, by the time that they actually uncover it, it's going to be months after Russo died. Yeah. And they're not going to have any evidence to review. Right, that's, that's pretty true, because they, they, they treat it as a suicide instead of a murder. Exactly. So it's not like they're investigating it or holding on to anything. Everything would have been, you know, removed, um... And, like, while they may still have video footage then of, you know, somebody in a ball cap, um, they still won't know who. Yeah. Because Underwood wasn't the one who's in the police station picking it up. It was his buddy. And that's where I think that his buddy might come in under under fire. Yeah. Um, because I think that maybe, what's his name, Doug? I think Doug might end up in trouble for it. Yeah, I think that Doug is going to get thrown under the bus. I think so, too. I think he's going to end up taking the fall for Underwood. I thought that when when Underwood did that, because nobody ever saw Underwood in that process of leaving the station. Yeah. It was just Doug who went in there, and Underwood met them in the alley, so I think it's quite possible that... that I mean, Underwood's not going to fess up to it, that's for goddamn sure, so... (laughs) Yeah, he's going to end up taking the fall. Yep. Come to think of it, I'm trying to think of... uh, all the cast members and what they did. The show had a pretty small cast. I mean, it had a large cast, but a small main cast. Yeah, there was like, what, six or eight main characters? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Probably like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. But not all of them are necessarily main. Like, that's including Christina and... The president yeah. and yeah. the vice president, Linda, who aren't in. Yeah, those are all the all the the supporting actors and main yeah. actors. So, but really, it just it, the show is really just like about Frank Underwood and his wife. Yeah. And how they get along or don't get along, respectively. Whatever. It's the weirdest relationship I've ever seen. I know. My favorite part of the show is when he when he starts speaking to the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You don't see that in shows. I liked it at first, 
But then, I mean, after, I don't know, after a few times it seemed like it was not as timed as well as it could have been. Like, I really liked it in the first few episodes. Yeah. And then after that, they did it, first of all, less after that. Yeah, they did do it less. And then the times that they did it, I was, like, not impressed. Like, I really liked the times that it was telling me important information while doing that. Like, at the beginning when he's, like, predicting what the hell Linda's gonna say when she comes into his office. Yeah, they didn't do that so much. No. And my favorite my favorite parts was when he would say stuff like that, and it would happen. Yeah. And then he would give a little, like, nod to the audience, like, I told you. Yep. But, yeah, that didn't happen so much in the later part of the season. Yeah, they really only did that in the first, I'd say, two or three episodes, and then it kind of fell off. But that's the best part. It's like he's narrating his own life, and whenever something happens that he predicts right, he's like, I fucking told you. I liked, especially liked the one, the scene of the inauguration that they did. Yeah, that because was good. he's like talking about it, and then he's like waving to the camera. He's like, "Yep, they'll, they'll see this footage." <laughs> like that was funny. I liked that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, my favorite one he did was when he was in the middle of the speech at the church, mm-hmm. and he was talking about his dad. And then he broke speaking to the church people, looked at the camera, and said, "Yeah, my dad was a fucking loser. He's only good for this story." Mm-hmm. And I then, don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. He was. It was uh, after the gr- the girl died because of the petroid thing. Do you remember? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he goes to the church to speak to everyone, and he's really trying to speak to her parents. Yep. And he goes on this big long rant, and he gets to a part about his dad, and then he turns to the audience and said, "Yeah, my dad never said any of that shit. <laughs> I barely knew him. He died when I was like ten. And then he goes back to the, like, he stops mid-sentence to tell the audience something and then goes back immediately to his speech. Yeah, see, those are the things that were really cool that I wish they did. I hope that they do more, you know, upcoming, yeah. but I, I liked a lot when they did it. Yeah, there, I'd, I'd like it if there were more nods to the audience. Yeah, because that's really unique. That doesn't, it's not in a lot, with the exception of, like, I don't know, what, Malcolm in the Middle and... I yeah, any show they do, do like fourth wall breaking. Yeah, I can't yeah. even imagine. I can't even think of any others that do that besides like Malcolm in the Middle. I think Scrubs did it occasionally. Oh, it may have. But yeah, there's not a lot of shows where they just actively break the fourth wall yeah. like that, where characters start speaking directly to the audience. What do we What do we want to talk about now? The Wolf of Wall Street stuff is happening. Oh yeah, the Wolf of Wall Street. We didn't see that yet. No, but we should. We're going to. When? Soon. Burn Soon. Uh, you mean like in three weeks when it's out of the theaters? <laughs> no. It's going to be in theaters for a long time. It's a Martin Scorsese film. That's true. And it's got fucking, what's his name in it? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. And Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's in that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's like the sidekick. Oh, alright. He, he's always the sidekick. I know. He's always, like, the nerdy guy with glasses. Yeah. Oh, what he is all the time. Yeah, that's, that's true. But yes, we should go see The Wolf of Wall Street. Apparently, they say fuck over a hundred times. Over five hundred times. Over five hundred times. Over five hundred times. That's a lot. I is know. the script, like, every other word they say fuck? Probably. That's a lot. Well, the book that it was based off of, they fuck is written in the book over 700 times. So they cut some fucks they out. Cut, they cut, like, what is that? That's almost half of the fucks they cut out. Like a third of the fucks they just cut out. They just cut out a third of the fucks. A third of the fucks. 
500, they say five. It's like 520 or 530 Jesus. times, yeah. I can't even imagine. Do you imagine if that movie ever gets on television? No. How much you of it would, will be it, cut out? They won't be able to put it on television because they won't be, it won't be a movie anymore. <laughs> It'll just be like a word. It'll be like, hi, stuff, things, paperwork. <laughs> like, because everything else will be bleeped out. Yeah. Unless they're going to replace the bleeps with, like, chicken. <laughs> or something ridiculous. Well, it have to be in whatever context fuck is in, because fuck can be used for anything. Right, exactly. Well, I just mean, like, because I know in, um, in rap songs sometimes if they play it on the radio and there's a lot of swear words, like, like bitch a lot of times, they'll yeah. replace bitch with chick. <laughs> they'll do that. Like, so, or, like, things like, um, what's the other one? Shit. Gets replaced sometimes. Or no, wait, no, hold on. Because there's that song that goes, um, driving around town with a girl I know, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. And he yeah. goes, forget you. They edit yeah. it for forget you on radio, yeah. but it's supposed to be fuck. So, like, I heard that song first on the, on the radio, <laughs> so I had no idea it had fuck in it at all. I thought it was just forget you, which is fine. I like the song like that. And then when I heard it the real way, I was like, well, that's just obnoxious and unnecessary. Forget works just as fine. Like, and now I, I can't listen to the regular form of that song because I just feel like it's an excessive swearing. So, so you listen to the censored version of the song first. Yes. And then you listen to the actual version of the song and like, this is too graphic for me. Yeah. And me. I said it was too graphic for me because I was like, but I don't want to sing fuck you at the top of my lungs. Forget you is far more, you know... Pleasing. <laughs> that's funny. I don't think that's ever happened to me where I listened to the censored version of the song first and then listened to the real song and was like, no, I can't do it. I could, I literally, I can't do it. I can't listen to the real version. When I downloaded it to my iPod, I downloaded the edited version because I couldn't listen to the explicit version. Yeah, but in like, when they do it in like rap songs and they swear too much in rap songs, it always makes the song so much more worse when they censor it. It does, yes. And in rap songs, even if I hear it the first time, because they, because it's rap and they, it's like a lengthy or it's it's a quick paced thing. They can't edit it properly, so like you can clearly tell that it was edited and cut, and then yeah. they place this other word in there. Whereas that song, I mean, that word was in the chorus, and it was sung over and over and over again, and. I'm pretty sure they had him sing the chorus edited because it sounded perfectly fine to me at least. Yeah. So like it was different for the I don't know, I can't listen to the real one though. I can't listen to it. What the fuck are we talking about? Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, fuck, oh, fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. Five hundred and twenty fucks. Yep, fucks. Uh and apparently those five hundred and twenty fucks are highly controversial. Well, I saw this thing online. And it was, like, a letter that somebody had posted to their own blog or something like that. And they had posted a blog to this random guy who had gone to see Wolf of Wall Street in the same theater that that guy went to. And it was, like, really well written and it was kind of funny. Um, because it was, like, to this person who brought their five-year-old to see the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> like, and it was, that's why he wrote it. Oh, and it's 506 Fucks. 506 fucks? Yes, it's 506. I'm sorry, I misquoted. It must be 720-something that was in the book. Wow. Um, oh, and it broke a record for that, apparently. <laughs> because the previous record holder for fucks was Spike Lee's 1999 movie, Summer of Sam, which contained 435 fucks. 
Well, yeah. That's Spike Lee, though. Um, and yeah, so the book... Um, yeah, so in Belfort's memoir, um, there's more fucks. It, it says more than 700 fucks and throughout its 500 pages. Alright. So, there's at least one or two fucks a page. <laughs> one or two fucks a page. Yep. On average. I wonder if that was a quote the writer was trying to meet. Like, he was, was he trying to write fuck that many times? I don't know, but it's basically one and a half fucks a page. One and a half fucks a page. Yeah. That's a lot of fucks. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyways. So, apparently... Um, but notice, so the, so the blog that the lady wrote, it was really funny. Or, it could have, could have, could have been a guy. But it was really funny because it addressed the fact, like, I really would have liked to see your perspective on it. You seem to enjoy the movie. I would have liked to discuss with you, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, your child was this, and your child was that, and your child was passed out. And your child watched this graphic scene of somebody sucking somebody else's dick, because apparently it's a very graphic movie as well. <laughs> like, and the person was writing, like, so I hope your five-year-old enjoyed the giant orgy that they were watching on screen while you were eating your popcorn and sucking your, like, 64-ounce Coke. Um, but it was pretty funny. Wow. So, people are bringing their children to see this for some goddamn reason. Well, that's, that's you know, that's one thing. So bringing your children to see a rated R movie, any rated R movie, is usually a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but going a, a grown adult going to see that movie and complaining about the movie is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Well, that person wasn't complaining about the movie. They were complaining about the fact that there was a five year old in there. Yeah. But yeah, if those people complaining about how many swears there are, it's ridiculous. It's rated R for a reason. Yeah. Like you should expect there to be swears or nudity or excessive violence or any one of those things. Because it's a rated R film. Yeah. And it shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, people should get over themselves. It's a movie. Yeah. You want to watch a you want to watch a family friendly movie? Go see Frozen. Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's 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 a pretty good movie. Um, but if you know you want to be an adult and watch an adult movie, you can go see Wolf of Wall Street. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Scorsese movie. He doesn't he doesn't make bad movies. I don't I don't think I've seen many of his films. Well, usually he does, like... God, what has he done? He usually does, like, mob stuff. Right. No, I know that. I just don't think I've seen many of his stuff. But he's... Actually, I can find that out. Let's find that out. He's won a lot of Oscars. Well, yeah, duh. He's fucking Martin Scorsese. Oh, Goodfellas, of course. I've seen that. Goodfellas. Shutter Island, I've seen that. Hugo. Oh, that's right. He did Hugo. I forgot about that. Um, What else did he do recently? Look, he's done some episodes of Boardwalk Empire. Which we want to start watching. Yeah. Well, we're behind on that, too. Yeah, that's a few seasons behind, <laughs> though. Not just one in. Um, but not a lot that I've heard of, at least. Well, let me see. Other than those. He did The Departed, but I don't think I've seen that. He, I didn't know that. He, uh, he directed Michael Jackson Number 1's video. Huh. Gangs of New York, which is an awesome movie. Yeah. Casino is a good movie. I don't know that I've seen that. It's a, it's a mob movie. Oh. Goodfellas, Raging Bull, which I haven't seen, but I know is good, obviously. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, well-known film. So, yeah, based on he was an actor in... <laughs> he was. He was an actor in Hugo. He was a photographer there. Wow. He was an actor in Gangs of New York. He was one of the wealthy homeowners. That's interesting. Yeah, he's one of the directors that puts himself in his own movies, huh? He was in Shark Tale. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, okay, so move on. Um, yeah, just, you know, see Wolf of Wall Street, don't judge it on the fact that there's swearing See Wolf of Wall Street, unless you're an uptight prude who doesn't like the word fuck. Yeah, don't, don't judge... And you shouldn't be watching or listening to this show, because fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Fuck. 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 So, yeah, judge it on its own merits, don't judge it because there's cursing in it. There's cursing in most rated R movies. There's cursing in most PG-13 movies and up. Let's be (laughs) honest with ourselves. Uh, let's see, let's talk about, uh... Let's see, one last thing to talk about. Upcoming uh, TV shows or new seasons of TV shows. What do we got going on? Or how about returning seasons of TV shows? Yeah. Because fucking American Horror Story comes back tonight. Yeah. Hell yeah. American Horror Story Coven comes back. Yeah. Woo-woo. What else comes back? Um, well, there's going to be that, that, what is it, King of the Nerds? King of the Nerds starts tomorrow for its second season. Oh yeah, the the nerd competition game show. Yeah, it's fantastic. The nerd, it's like the nerd competition reality TV game show. It's hilarious. Where so that they starts tomorrow. Again. They find the most ridiculous people they can mm-hmm. and make them do the most stereotypical nerd things possible. Yeah, and they love it, and it's awesome because I love it. Then <laughs> the show is so ridiculous. I know, but it's still awesome, and I'm gonna watch it. It comes. Uh, it comes uh, back January twenty fifth. Oh, does it? Oh, I yeah. thought it started tomorrow. No, nope, January twenty fifth. Why do you have to crush my dreams? It'll. It's still coming. Yeah, but I thought it was tomorrow. No, it's not tomorrow. It's January twenty fifth. You suck. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time has got to be coming back soon too. Probably another week or two. Which one? The Once Upon a Time. Isn't there Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Yeah, but I said Once Upon a Time, and that's the name of that show. It's just Once Upon a Time. There's not a secondary name to it. Oh, well... So it's just Once Upon a Time. And then if you're talking about the Wonderland one, then it's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But the original is just Once Upon a Time. Which one's better? Well, it's hard to say, because Once Upon a Time is like my baby, because it's been around for like three seasons now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But once upon a, once upon a time in Wonderland is good. I like it. It's just you know it's its first season, so I don't have the loyalty to it that I do to Once Upon a Time. Okay. But they're both good. Yeah. Um, they both have sword fights. You should like them both. I I like them. It's just I don't I don't know. I can't get into all the fairy tale stuff. Yeah, I know. But you can watch the fight scenes. I could. I like I the like the fight fighting. scenes. I think are better in the in the regular Once Upon a Time than the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland because um, in Wonderland they have Jafar and he's just using magic to fight. My problem there's not a lot of sword fighting as much. My problem with the show is they take forever to get somewhere. Like they're most of the most of the time when I'm watching the show, they're wandering to some place to do something that will eventually happen at some point. Mm, depends on which one you're talking about. Once upon a time, wonder the regular once upon a time. Well, that's because this whole first half of this season they were trying to get Henry back in Neverland, and so they were wandering around Neverland in all the episodes, yeah, trying to find him. Other stuff was happening while they were wandering around, or they were wandering around with a purpose, but they were walking around a lot in the season. 
normally if they're in just Storybrooke, then there's not that much happening. But, I mean, that season now, spoiler alert on this, if you have not caught up with <laughs> the first half of season three of Once Upon a Time, then spoiler alert. So pause this and go catch up. But if you have caught up, which you should have because, you know, the last episode was like a month ago. Um, and then at the end of that last episode, a new curse was plagued on the land uh-huh. where everybody, all the fairy tale creatures went back to where they came from. They went back to the Enchanted Forest. Okay. And back to their lives. And they wouldn't remember any of it. Alright, so the total opposite of the beginning of the series happens, where they're all normal people, and they don't remember any of their fairy tale nonsense. Mm -hmm. So now they're all fairy tale people, and they don't remember all of their normal people nonsense. Right. And so what happened was, um, if... They had, they had to make a choice. Um, Elizabeth Swan, who is Snow White's baby, yeah, um, could go back with them to the Enchanted Forest and be with her parents, but her son, Henry, could not. Because okay. Henry was born in in our regular world. All right. And because he was born here, he couldn't go back there because he wasn't from there. But because Emma was born there before she was sent away before the curse, she could go back. And... Because she was sent away before the curse hit, she was the only one who had the freedom to leave Storybrooke. Right. Before the curse took everybody. Like, she wasn't forced to go back. She could choose between staying here or going back. So she chose to stay with Henry, of course. So Henry wasn't alone as a 10-year-old boy, or 12-year-old, however old he is now. Um, but the way, basically the way it ended is Emma and Henry are living in New York on their own in their own life. Like, as if never, nothing ever happened before. Like, they have no history... Of that that world at all. Okay. And their family. Like, as far as they know, they've been together since birth. Like, they actually... Um, the queen redid her memories before everything stopped. Like, before everything changed. Uh-huh. Because when Emma gave away the her son, she was in the delivery room and said, like, no to the doctor. Like, I don't even want to touch him. So, like, she changed that memory and started it from the scratch. Like, yes, I did change my mind. I don't want to give him up for adoption and started the memories there. So, okay. Emma and Henry... Now think that they've been together their his whole life. Okay. Meanwhile, everybody else who they've known for the past three years basically have all gone back to Storybrooke, and the only people who really know about it, or no, I'm sorry, I think all the creative people, all the fairy tale creatures, do know what happened. Their memories aren't gone. It's just the people who've stayed there, their memories are gone of it. That sounds complicated. Yeah. Well, so the season ended with that happening, and then Hook, Captain Hook. Is knocking at Emma's door in the apartment uh-huh. while they're having like breakfast, while her and Henry are having breakfast, and she like punches his lights out because he's like, "I know you," and she's like, "I don't fucking know who you are," and she like punches him, and it's hilarious. So the the show essentially reset itself mm-hmm. so that they could do. Well, they're doing something else now because Hook came back saying your family is in danger, and he was trying to get Emma to come back to the Enchanted Forest with him, oh. but she has no idea who he is anymore, and there's no history of him at all. So she thought he was a creeper in New York City trying to, you know, rob her or something. So she punched him and shut the door on him. (laughs) So So, this next half of the season is going to probably be a few different people trying to convince Emma to go back to the Enchanted Forest. So from what I've seen and what I've just heard, it it appears that what happened was the show went off the rails a little bit, and now they're putting the show back on the rails. I don't know if it was getting off the rails, but it was just getting boring. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because the first half of the season, the season was kind of, like, I was done with it. I was bored with it. 
because it was just Henry was taken by by Peter Pan's people at the beginning of the season to Neverland, and the entire season was first of all the family trying to get him back, Peter Pan trying to convince Henry that he wants to be a lost boy, uh-huh. so that Henry will give up his heart to Peter Pan to save Matt, quote unquote, save magic. Right. And so, like, that's the whole seat. Like, the whole first half of the season was that. And I was like, Get, come on. Like, Neverland can't be that big. Like, just find him already. And the real problem that I had was halfway through the, the first half, they did find Henry. They, like, Neil, which is Henry's dad, and Rumpelstiltskin, which is Henry's grandfather, um, <laughs> found Henry. They kidnapped him from Peter Pan, and they were taking him away. And then... Some, I forget what happened, but something happened to them, and Peter Pan stole Henry back again. The show sounds, I'm just going to say, if someone doesn't watch the I show know. that much, it sounds completely ridiculous. I know. But it's fantastic. <laughs> Let's see. The shows that I'm looking forward to aren't so involved. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Cutthroat Kitchen is back, which is fucking awesome. Oh, that is back? I That's love awesome. The shit I do out like of that, that show. show. Man, Alden Brown can do no wrong. I know. He's That's, pretty awesome. That's all I'm saying. And with all that scruffy facial hair, he looks evil. <laughs> uh, and the other show that just came back this week that I, I'm looking forward to is At Midnight. Yeah, it's a cool show. That I show- won't really be able to watch it anymore, but... <laughs> that show's pretty boss. Um, Chris Hardwick's pretty funny, and the comedians he has on are pretty good. Yeah. And I, uh, I continually participate in the hashtag wars, even though I most of the time I don't get anywhere with them. But someone I know did get his thing... His his uh, his tweet on the show, uh, our friend Matt. I know that. The audience doesn't know. Well, that. then why are you looking into me? Like I don't know it because <laughs> I know it. Saying anything. Well, because I knew that already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, someone we know is actually one of the few people to get their tweets on the show as the tweet of the day. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, I'm waiting for Revolution to come back. <laughs> are you? I am. Are you? How about Agents of Shield? Agents Shields of Shield is back. We is didn't, it back? Yeah, we didn't get to watch the episode yet, but it's back. Oh darn! What I know. What we do? I don't know. Agents of Shield is such a disappointment. It really is. They really but, need to step up their game if they expect me to watch it. I know. I'm giving them one more episode, and that's it. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't catch catch my interest in one more episode, I'm just done. I gave up two episodes ago. Yeah, you gave up? <laughs> you, who's still holding on to Revolution for some godforsaken reason? Because of the sword fighting. God. I watch, like the, Watch I like Once the Upon fighting. a Time, for fuck's sake. Because fucking Miles is badass all the time with everything he does. He's getting less badass and more fucking pussy. Well, that's because he's he's dying. At the end of the last episode, he was dying. Spoiler alert. Oh. oh, I guess I didn't watch that episode. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Did you watch that episode? Uh, I think you stopped making me watch these episodes. So. <laughs> anyway, the end of the last episode, you find out. Uh, spoiler alert! You find out why uh, the glasses guy. Fucking, I don't remember his name. It's been too long since I've seen an episode. Which guy? The Aaron. Aaron, yeah. Aaron, you found out why he was setting people on fire. Or yeah, how he it's because he's it. got fucking hallucinations hallucinogenic people talking to him. Yeah, because the fucking microorganisms that turn off the power were talking to him. Yeah, and doing his will. And uh, in the middle of that, the whole subplot was uh, Miles and the rest of the gang 
are trying to free Aaron because he's being surrounded by the bad guys. And in the middle of that fight, you find out that Miles is dying because he's got a huge infection because he had his hand broken by some crazy motherfucker earlier in the season. <laughs> what is that chart? Why I use IMDb, and it's got the blue sliver is to check new movie announcements, the orange sliver is to see actors' previous roles, and the yellow is to settle an argument. <laughs> <laughs> you should post that on, on our page. Okay. <laughs> That'll be our first post. Okay. Uh, best podcast. So, yeah, anyway. Sorry, guys. So, sorry about that. Um, Aww. You can't do it yet because it's not published. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's not published. You can publish it if you want. Um, Just, how do I do that? Go here. No. You gotta click eh. out of it. You gotta get out of it. Eh. Okay. Just make sure all my spelling and everything's correct. Ugh, you're so ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Best podcast. Our logo is awesome. Your face is not. Page has not been published. Let's see. There will be many topics discussed and even guests. That's descriptive. Well, how descriptive can I be if we haven't done anything yet? <laughs> what is there for me to spell check? Did you write? Oh, you wrote more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. This is awful. <laughs> so so while you're doing that. I'll, I'll explain the rest of Revolution. Okay. Where the fuck was I? Miles... I don't know. Somebody had a broken hand. Yeah, Miles had his hand smashed by a hammer in, earlier in the season by some crazy motherfucker. And slowly he didn't, like, take care of it or anything, so slowly he was getting infected. And on the last episode, you find out that, like, his old arm is, like, fucking gross and shit. And he passes out from a fever, and that was the last you saw of him. And then Aaron tells the microorganisms to kill all the bad guys. And they do, and then they leave. And then that was it. Yeah, and then they don't save somebody. Yeah, they don't save his girlfriend. Yeah. Because earlier he said, he told them not to kill anyone else. And then after his girlfriend got shot, he was like, just kill them all. And then the... The little boy who was representing the microorganism was like, first you tell me not to kill, then you tell me to kill. Yeah, I'm not going to follow you anymore. Yeah, the little kid decided to be a dick and was like, I'll do <laughs> I'll do your killing for you this one last time, but I'm not saving anybody else, so <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> so, uh, I guess uh, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Well, that's what I thought of they were going to go with that, but now he doesn't have any power or responsibility, I guess. Yeah, that show's pretty fucked up. That show, that show went off the rails season one. That show, like, halfway through the first season, fucking completely went off the rails. Yeah, well, you know. I'm pretty sure that was, like, three episodes in it went off the rails. Well, I mean, the the whole premise of, like, the power turns off and everyone has to fend for themselves now is a, is a good idea. But they went about it all wrong. Still can't do it, huh? No. That's weird. You're like a manager or whatever. It says the recipient doesn't have... That's fine. I'm just going to fucking download it. Yeah. And then upload we'll put it. Put it up later. But yeah, the the premise of, of the power turning off and then people have to live their lives after that 
is a good premise. They just went about it all wrong. They just completely, halfway through the season, they're like, yeah, we'll just turn on the power, it'll be fine. And then they they give you this thing at the end of the season where, like, we turned on the power, everything happens, and then they have to shut it off again. And then, for some reason, they decide just to, just to nuke two entire cities. Because they can. Well, it was the dude who did that. Yeah. But, like... I don't. I don't know. I. I don't like the whole thing where they try to bring America back, and then all the Americans are the bad guys, and there's some weird cult thing that they haven't explained fully. Yeah, I don't really know what the fuck's going on. I really stopped paying attention a long time ago. But like the first episode was badass, except for the main characters. Uh, the first episode was pretty good because because there was a lot of sword fighting, and and Miles' character was in it a lot. But. Also, the show has no regard for its own characters at all. Yeah, it doesn't care at all. It does not care. Any character can die at any moment, main character or not. Because they've they've blown up people, they've shot people, they've stabbed people, and it just the the main cast is dwindling like per episode almost. <clears throat> and that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> What are you, Forrest Gump now? <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have Is to say about Is that like a box of chocolates? <laughs> Can we watch that movie? We could. I want to watch that movie. I haven't seen that movie It's in like long. eight hours long. It is not. You're exaggerating. So you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, but we have to go. I have to go do things. Alright, so uh, before we go, uh, we do have a Facebook it's facebook.com slash bestpodcast. That's not that hard to remember. Yep. And we have we have an email, too. Yep. Uh, there's a little bit of story behind the email. I was trying to get us a Gmail email. That didn't happen because apparently best podcast is taken. So is the best podcast. So, and the same thing for Yahoo. So our email is bestpodcast at outlook.com. Because Outlook is for the cool people. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got that because no one uses Outlook. Um, so if you want to email us with things that you want us to talk about or stop talking about, or just to say hi, you can do that. Yeah, email us topics. And if they are interesting to us, we'll talk about them. Uh, I have a political podcast on the Blog Talk radios called Speaking from the Center Radio. So if you want to listen to that, there's all sorts of things going on there. You can find that on iTunes. Yeah, that's politics. So if you like politics, go there. You're not going to get politics here. Uh, Often, uh, I should say. Yeah, you might get it once in a while if something is really, like, interesting. Yeah. Or crazy. Like Chris Christie 2016. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo! Uh, uh, if you, if you want to hear some crazy bullshit, go to the episode on the Speaking from the Center page. It's called, Is Chris Christie a Supervillain? You'll learn some interesting things. He's the best villain. <laughs> I'd vote for him. So that's all for this episode, the first episode. Uh, We'll be updating our episodes once a week, maybe. Yeah, once a week, unless shit happens. uh, Yeah, unless there's crazy bullshit happening. Yeah. So we'll update it as often as we can. Uh, And that's about it. We'll see you next time. Bye.